The circumstances of Habakkuk's life are no different than those when he was complaining in the opening chapter. If anything, things have gotten worse because he now knows of the impending judgment against his people, and yet he chooses trust. Welcome, I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is Praying Scripture, a weekday broadcast where we use God's own words to honor Him and to talk to Him about the things going on in our life and in our world. We are in episode 140, I wonder if that's wrong, 145, it's either 145 or 146, I can't remember which, I think it's 146 actually, and we are praying through Habakkuk chapter 3, verses 16 through 19, closing out this book that we've been in for the last six weeks, I think. But before we do that, we're going to open with a bit of worship. And I'm going to warn you right now that I went a little overboard on on the verses for today. We have like four verses and I normally choose two, max three, but for some reason today I'm overloading you with with four verses. So here's what they are. The first is Psalm 910. And it says, and those who know your name, Put their trust in you, for you, O Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. Numbers 23, 19 is the next one. It says, God is not man that he should lie, or a son of man that he should change his mind. Has he said, and will he not do it? Or has he spoken, and will he not fulfill it? The third is Isaiah 26, 3 and 4, and it says, You keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you, because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord God is an everlasting rock. And finally, Psalm 62, 8, that says, Trust in him at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. So those are the verses for worship time today. If you hadn't noticed the theme of the whole day, both the worship time and the Habakkuk verses are going to be the idea of trust. We are worshiping today with the idea that God is trustworthy. All right, so let's just get to it. Father, we come to you this morning with this recognition that we need to trust you, but more importantly, that you are trustworthy. These verses give us several different reasons. We put our trust in you because you have not forsaken those who seek you. We know your name. We know your faithfulness. You are not like man. We can count on you. We can't always count on our relationships. We can't count on people's truth. We can't count on people's ability to follow through when they say that they're going to do something. But with you, always we can trust that you will say that you will do exactly what you have said and that you will not lie. Our mind is peaceful. We can rest in that trust because you are an everlasting rock from everlasting to everlasting, scripture says. Before time to long after time has ended, you are the same. And we can rest in that. Our minds can be at peace because you are eternally trustworthy. And the final verse that we had this morning says that we can trust you at all times. We can pour our hearts out before you because you are our refuge our safe place, our place to hide when we are struggling, our place to come for comfort and for safety. And as we think about all of these verses and we honor you today, we worship you today for your trustworthiness. 
I ask that you would grow that in us, the action of trust, the intellectual understanding, but also the actions of trust. I pray that we would take the steps in faith that you've asked us to take because you are trustworthy. I worship you for that this morning. As we step into these final verses in Habakkuk, I I pray that you would um, not only open these verses up to us, Spirit, not only teach us through these verses, but through an overview of this whole book, that this isn't a book that we kind of commonly read or talk about, but that you would bring us value from it in maybe deeper or different ways than we might expect. I pray that we would be obedient, we would be listening, we'd be available and ready for those lessons and for that spiritual growth. I pray that you would give me the words that you want said this morning. I pray that you would allow this time to fulfill your purposes, that this would be yours. You've said in your word that that your word cannot come back to you void. I pray that you would bring spiritual fruit out of this time today. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, friends, that gets us to our final verses in this chapter. We finish up the book of Habakkuk today. And just as a reminder of where we've been, I want to kind of give you kind of the broad stroke overview. Habakkuk's, the book opens with Habakkuk's heart broken about the state of the world that he's living in, questioning God, why is evil winning? God answers, he says, I'm here. I see it. I have already begun to act. I'm sending Babylon to judge my people for the evil that you see. And Habakkuk says, wait, what? How can a good God let an even more evil nation be the downfall of your covenant people? And God responds with judgments on Babylon and all other nations like Babylon. And he says, it will not last They're winning, quote, winning in air quotes for podcast listeners <laughs> will only be for a short time that he eventually will take action and Babylon will fall victim to the judgments that he has made. And that brings us to this week, to Habakkuk's final prayer. He's reminding all of us who listen and who read of God's power in past victories and in a certain future. So he wraps it up today with a declaration of heartfelt humility, trust, and obedience in a God that he thoroughly thoroughly trusts. No matter what the circumstances look like around him, he believes that God is the source of his strength and his confidence. This is a very different heart attitude than the frustrated Habakkuk of the opening chapter. So this is how it reads. I'm going to read you uh, the passage and then we'll pray. This is Habakkuk 3 verses 16 through 19. And it says, I heard and I trembled within. My lips quivered at the sound rottenness entered my bones. I trembled where I stood. Now I must quietly wait for the day of distress to come against the people invading us. Though the fig tree does not bud and there is no fruit on the vines, though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, though the flocks disappear from the pen and there are no herds in the stalls, yet I will celebrate in the Lord. I will rejoice in the God of my salvation, the Lord my Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like those of a deer and enables me to walk on mountain heights. For the choir director on stringed instruments. Which is interesting because in the normal Psalms, those notations are at the beginning and in this case we have it at the end. But a very heartfelt prayer to finish out this book. 
Let's jump into it and echo his words in our own circumstances today. Father, we, we hear your judgments that you have promised to bring all men to account. All of us will have to answer for our sins, for our evil, for the ways that we might be oppressing someone else, for our judgments on other people and for the words that we speak. All sins, our pride, our um, I just spiritual pride is the one that keeps popping into my mind, maybe because that's more prevalent in the U.S. than maybe many other things. Babylon was condemned, and so are all of us without you, Jesus. We thank you this morning. Respond out of a heart grateful for your salvation. You are the God of our salvation, and we hear your judgment. We hear, as Habakkuk did, that you will sometimes use evil people or nations or individuals to issue judgment upon your people. In Habakkuk's case, he just had to sit and wait for it. In our case, you haven't come and told us necessarily, probably, that there's certain judgment against us. But we experience these day-to-day distresses. We're experiencing crisis in our world. Habakkuk was seeing crises also. His looked like an invading army. In some places on earth today, it looks like an invading army. Our circumstances might look like that. He was seeing crops failing, an invasion, no food, his livestock being taken from him, and his whole world being changed. For us, it might look different. It might look like a pandemic. Might look like the loss of a job. Our circumstances might look like a difficult relationship. Might look like abuse. It might look like a zillion other things that cause us distress that are hard, like legit hard. And yet, when faced with the destruction of his nation, Habakkuk still says, Yet I will celebrate in the Lord. I will rejoice in the God of my salvation. The Lord, my Lord, is my strength, and he makes my feet like those of a deer and enables me to walk on mountain heights. So help us learn to look at our circumstances, to look when we think that evil is only winning around us and still be able to say, yet I will celebrate in the Lord. I will rejoice in the God who has given me salvation. I will go to God. He is my strength and he enables me to do things that I never thought possible, that I would not be able to do on my own. I pray that we would bring that strength and that dependence into our relationships and into our circumstances, that others might see where our strength lies. Pray that you would make that true in all of us, that we could truly say our strength comes from you, that that would be visible to our friends and neighbors. I pray that as as we take this look back at the, whole, at the whole book of Habakkuk and recognize that you were in dialogue with Habakkuk about his questions. When he was asking you, you were responding. You want us to bring our questioning hearts to you. And I pray that when we look at hard circumstances around us, that we do that, that we bring our questions to you. Pray that we would listen with an open heart, like Habakkuk did, for the answers that we would respond to those answers in worship and obedience, which is exactly how Habakkuk responded, in worship and obedience. I pray that that would be our response to you in so many ways in our lives. 
But as we close out this book, I hope, I ask that you would continue to bring its lessons back to us. And when we begin to struggle with the circumstances or other people who may have more, be more, be doing things that we wish we were doing, when we see jealousy rise up, when we don't understand why things could go wrong in the world the way they have. We don't understand why children die. We don't understand why people who are evil seem to be winning. That our hearts would come back to this book and we would remember that you have promised to take care and judge all peoples and that we will be held accountable and that we can still turn to you in worship and obedience. In Jesus' name, amen. That's it today, friends. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you're here on the Grace and the Gravel Road Facebook page, we'll be back again next week. And I think what we're going to do next week, since this is the end of the book, you may be wondering, I think um, we're going to go back to our roots of this broadcast and we're going to do some prayers for things going on in our culture and across the world. So we're going to spend a couple of days, maybe a week or maybe two, kind of just sitting in prayer for the things going on in our world today. And so I look forward to seeing you Monday, 10 a.m. Central. Again, if you're a podcast listener, thank you for joining us in that media. And I would ask that you would share this broadcast with a friend if you found it helpful. Praying Scripture is brought to you by Grace in the Gravel Road. And my heart is that as we pray together, as we dig into these scriptures and work our way through them through prayer, that we would not only each grow in our prayer lives and in our relationship Um, Pray that God would answer these prayers that we pray in mighty ways, but I also pray that you will fall deeper in love with the God who gave us these words. That is my biggest hope with this broadcast. Amen. Amen.